Have you seen how stylish RJ Barrett looks lately, whether at an event or in the tunnel? Well, he's wearing Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino's process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Blue Wire. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We do a deep dive into the NFL playoff picture as it stands today. Preview 49ers Saints, Patriots Chiefs, Bills Ravens, and oddly, the Cowboys and the Bears. We are sponsored today by Indochino, Harry's, and ShipStation. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe, and to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Now, let's talk some football. All right, Steph, we have a very interesting situation uh, in the NFC. The playoff pictures are coming together for both the NFC and AFC. I tweeted this yesterday. The 49ers woke up yesterday morning, the number one seed, and they went to bed the number five seed because of the way the playoff picture is currently playing out. Of course, the playoffs do not start this weekend, so we'll see what happens. But it's just crazy. You have a 10-2 team that's now behind the 6-6 six and six Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I had said on Sunday, too, that I was so upset about is because I've been a proponent for years that, you know, you can use the divisions and, you know, obviously the conferences as, you know, as far as schedule goes, because you don't want to be flying across the country every week. But when it comes to the playoffs, it just seems absurd to have that someone's going to have home field like the Dallas Cowboys and they're six and six and they're going to a playoff game and in a, just because they're in a really bad division and they win that that just seems absurd so I think it should be seating no matter where your conference no matter where your division is just straight seating you know one you know 12 seeds out there maybe you could go 16 but that's what I think well, and I, I'll back up a little bit for those who are joining who maybe are a little confused as to what we're even talking about. So in the NFC right now, the playoff picture is you have two teams in the NFC West, the 49ers and the Seahawks, who are both 10-2. and two. The Seahawks have beat the 49ers once thus far, which means if the playoffs started this weekend, which they don't, but if they did start this weekend, they the Seahawks would win the NFC West and the 49ers would be a wild card. The Cowboys are in a terrible division, which is the NFC East, and they, at 6-6, six and six, lead their division. They will probably win their division because the team right behind them, the Philadelphia Eagles at 5-7, and seven, are just playing terribly and have no sign of getting better. Neither, by the way, do the Cowboys, but in theory, 
both of them have to win a few more games before the season ends. And just where the record stands now, the Cowboys will probably, you know, end better than the Eagles. But so what we're talking about here is that seeding for the playoffs is done by division winners. There are four division winners and then the wild cards. And the if the playoffs did start this weekend, the 10 and 2 49ers would have to fly to Dallas for the first weekend and play the 6 and 6 Cowboys. Again, it does not start this weekend. A lot can happen over the next month. It's just brought up a discussion among people about how fair is the seeding uh, and what Steph is saying, and she's totally right, that we have the divisions. And it's it's one thing for all the division winners to go, but when it comes to seeding, it should definitely be based on record. It just should. Yeah. Like, I mean, because then you would have – so right now we have five – teams that are 10 and 2, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. I, you know, if you, if we did the 1 to, what is it, the 1 to 12 seating or whatever, that mm-hmm. would probably make, well, it would well, you have Well, you have the AFC and the NFC, so the two conferences oh, are separate. So, so the Patriots the 49ers the would be then the third seed. Well, for maybe they would be tied for second with the Saints because they haven't played yet. So maybe, but it, it doesn't matter. They're always they're going to be the fifth seed, but or, or, unless they pull ahead of the Seahawks somehow, so that final game's going to matter no matter well, what. Well, the thing is, well, and it, here's the thing that also happens over the next month. We look at all these games, and that final game probably is going to matter. But the other thing is, the 49ers do control their destiny. If the 49ers win out and the Seahawks. Well, no, that doesn't work out. So if the 49ers win out, they control their destiny. So that is the other thing, too. There are still a lot of games left to play, and this may end up being a moot point. But that being said, it may be a moot point for the 49ers. It wouldn't be, not that I'm a Seahawks fan, but this fangirl playbook is an all-NFL, uh, all-sports podcast. But it, the Seahawks would be in the same position. So the Seahawks would end up the number five seed. You know, so it's not even, and not that I care about fairness to the Seahawks, but again, we are trying to be fair here. They would have right. the same problem. So it's so I think from the 49ers perspective, yes, like the 49ers just have to win out. And I think there's a very high likelihood the 49ers do win out. You know, also other things have to happen. If the 49ers win all their games and the Seahawks lose two games, then that final game doesn't matter. So you just... We just don't know what's going to happen over these final weeks. It's just bringing up this conversation of, is that fair? So that's kind of what we're thinking on that. Because then in the AFC, staff, uh, before the pod we were talking, and you were saying if the, if they, if the playoffs started this weekend in the AFC, you had a scenario that didn't make a lot of sense either. Right. So the Patriots and Ravens would get the bye week. Mm-hmm. And the, it would force – the Chiefs, because the Bills are in the same division as the Pats, so they become the fifth seed. And then they have to play the Chiefs, which two exceptional teams there. One's going to get knocked out in the very first round, and that just seems bananas to me if that's how it goes down, you know? But, uh, you know, Bills are 9-3. and three. They're right on the Patriots. Patriots, um, you know, had a, had a bad loss you know, this last week. So who knows what's going to happen. But then it flips, and then the Patriots um, would go to the fifth seed. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not fair to either team either way, you know? I guess is my point. When you have two really good teams in the same division, and, and in the case 
NFC West, you have really three teams that, you know, are in the same division. And so it's, it's tough for those. Yes. Though I don't know that the Rams, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to catch up at this point. But the Rams might play spoiler. But before we go into that, because I do want to talk more about the Patriots, the Bills. Well, really, I want to talk more about everything. But before we do that, we're going to take a moment and hear from our sponsors. With the holiday rush here, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? Decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're getting the best rates. Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shopping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. Looking for a great gift for someone in your life? Harry's is a gift that's both thoughtful and practical. Listeners on this show can get $5 off any Harry's shave set by heading to harrys.com slash bluewire. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. It's a great deal for you and for him. Holiday sets start at just $20. That's within Secret Santa limits. And Harry's blade refills are as low as $2 each, so your guy will save money over time. It comes ready to gift in a handsome holiday gift box, and your gift gives back. 1% of each sale will be donated to charitable organizations. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets, when you go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Each Harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle with an option to engrave, five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire. All right, Steph, before that little break, we were talking about the Patriots and the Bills, and this is something I kind of wanted to just touch on. You do have the Bills at 9-3 and three playing really good football. We've been talking about this the last few weeks, kind of low-key just killing it over in the AFC East. The Patriots are at 10 and 2. I feel silly talking about the Patriots' struggles when they are, again, at 10 and 2. But as you mentioned, they had a tough loss the other night uh, against the Houston Texans, did not look good. I think there may be some struggles there on offense that I want to talk about. But first, do they have to be concerned about the Bills? Because the Bills might be sneaking up on them to win the AFC East. Yeah, I think the Bills are tough. When I watched them, um, I guess they played Thanksgiving, right? So they just, you know, I think so. I think every single pundit said that the Cowboys would win that game. And it was, it was the opposite. The Bills just blew them out of the water. And 
you know, and everybody was playing on short weeks and everything like that. But at the same time, I mean, they looked really tough and they were able to move the ball. And, um, I, you know, I, I think Josh Allen is also coming into his own and he's hard to defend. So, you know, I think they are actually going to play the Patriots one more time. And that's going to be telling because if they do pull out of win and they almost beat the Patriots last time they faced off and it was a silly call and a silly kick came down to that, which seems to sum up a lot of these games, you so know, many but, games. so many of these games, but if they're that close to beating the Pats last time, then I, I, I would, I would pick probably the bills to beat the Patriots. And so it flips the situation where you then have the Patriots at, the fifth seed. So it's going to be interesting. And either way, there's a lot of good football to play still for the four games, but could, there's a lot of ways it could go. Well, I just, I just took a look at the Bills' schedule. And so their schedule is as follows over the next several weeks. They play the Ravens on Sunday, which, as we know, Ouch. is going to be a very tough game. Then they're at the Steelers, at the Patriots, and home versus the Jets. So they certainly do not have an easy schedule coming their way. And now I want to look at the Patriots' schedule over the next several weeks. Obviously, we know they have the Bills at home on December right. 21st. But they have their, they have the Chiefs at home on Sunday, at the Bengals, Bills at home, at the Dolphins. So just by strength of schedule, the Patriots probably will end up on top there. But it's certainly not a guarantee. And uh, we'll have to see. Of course, so we saw we, – we touched on the Patriots, quote-unquote, struggles. Again, a 10-2 and two team. I have a real hard time totally using the word struggle. But I think <laughs> we are seeing on offense that the Patriots are badly missing Rob Gronkowski. Uh, clearly, the wide receiver situation, other than Edelman, is not ideal. You know, we talked on our very first Fangirl Playbook of the season when we had Steve Weich on. I had said to Steve, is there any team that has a higher risk-reward situation at wide receiver than the Patriots? At that time, they had Josh Gordon, who we saw play really well uh, last night against the Vikings, or at least play you know, well when, when he got the ball. He made one pretty good catch. And, of course, there was Antonio Brown, who we do not need to continue talking about. But they never did anything to replace those people. They've never really done anything to replace Gronk. And I think we're seeing a decline in their offensive production, which as they go into the playoffs, I think is going to hurt them. Well, and then and you saw it last night. I mean, all they had to do, they played them so smart because all you had to do is put two guys on Edelman and you take out that threat, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what they did. And, I mean, you could see that a mile away. And then, um, you know, Tom Brady had to make some – you know, questionable throws, but he was just trying to get it out there. And that's when he was intercepted or, you know, picked or whatever. So it, all kind of, uh, it went bad for them because the only just double team Edelman and there you go. There, there's your defense. That's all you need. Yeah. That, and that really right now is the defense because they just haven't, they never were able to do anything or didn't do anything to make up for all the weapons. You know, they lost a lot of weapons after the season last year, not just Gronkowski. Uh, and then, you know, they just don't have a lot of talent. They have a lot of young wide receivers. They brought in Sanu, who's been okay-ish. He's on my fantasy football team, or he was, and I can tell you okay-ish was being <laughs> very, 
very gener- generous to the, the lovely Mr. Sanu. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's just going to hurt them. And then, of course, there's been the conversation is, are we actually seeing the decline of Tom Brady? From my perspective, it's a little hard to tell because he doesn't have much around him. That being said, there are many times in his career where he has not had a lot around him and they've still managed to make it work. But I, I would say that even when he hasn't had, like, every offensive weapon, when he got Gronk, that makes a pretty big difference. So I think this will just be kind of interesting to watch over these next several months um, and what will happen with Tom Brady. And, you know, is he starting to decline? Or if they don't if they don't win it all this year, I kind of felt if they won it all this year, he would retire but now I'm thinking potentially if they don't win it all this year, he would retire because I think what would be a shame is for someone who has had such a great career to retire because he has to, as opposed to because he's saying, you know what, I've played at a really high level and it's time for me to move on. But I'm not in charge of that decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Tom Brady, I feel like, going to play forever. Um, yeah, for 20 years we'll be doing this podcast yeah. we'll be like well Tom Brady is he declining I don't know I'm gonna be in a nursing home you know yeah. Tom Brady's gonna be out there I don't know it's just uh <laughs> I it's hard but he didn't look that great but he also didn't have much help out there but I but his O-line still was holding him out pretty good so um you know he had time to make throws but it was there were not a lot of options out there either. So you can't you can't always put it on just one guy either. You, you know, it's just true. It is what it is. It's There's no I in team, Steph. There is no <laughs> I in team. That's why it is a team football game. That's why there are 11 men on the field. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's why. So there's that. All right, let's preview a couple games this weekend that are – Really big games. Probably the two biggest games of the weekend are the 49ers Saints and then the Cowboys Bears. And, you know, it's funny with the Cowboys Bears. Steph and I were talking about this before the pod, and I said to her, it oddly matters. And I say that because you have six and six versus six and six. But one of those six and six teams, as we talked about earlier, is the leader in the NFC. So let's start with that game. That's the Thursday night football game. You know, the Bears are an anomaly. Mitchell Trubisky is an anomaly. I think I said the other day that the Thanksgiving game was the full Mitchell Trubisky experience where you get the very, very poor play. And then all of a sudden, you know, in the third and fourth quarter, he looks like the second coming of Joe Montana. Not exactly, but all of a sudden he's playing well and looking like a real quarterback. Um, So that'll be an interesting game. It's in Chicago. This is a really huge game for the Cowboys as was the Thanksgiving Day game, we talked last week about Jerry Jones, who was pretty critical of his head coach last week. The Cowboys had every reason to come out and dominate. As you said, pretty much every pundit picked them to win at home. Thanksgiving, fire. Kind of felt like they quit on their coach, the players. Um, but they have a game, if they want to go to the playoffs, that they have to win on Thursday. I think this is going to be a really interesting one. Jerry Jones has said he's sticking with Jason Garrett the rest of the season. He was very emotional about it. He also said he just doesn't think that they can go anywhere without Garrett this season, which is just so surprising to me. I th- And I think he actually believes that. So I don't know. This is going to be an interesting game. Who do you, who do you see winning this one? How do you see it going? Ooh, um, 
I think <laughs> like, I like that noise. Oof. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I probably would pick the Cowboys. I, I think that they're definitely due for a win. It's weird because they played so well at certain times of the season. And then seeing them last, you know, Thursday, um, it was like, like you said, they kind of gave up. Like they weren't even there. They just were like, let's get this over with. That's how it felt. They didn't even care. So hopefully they can inspire some change in that. Um, but it, it, you know, it was, it was tough to watch, but it was, but it was also the Bills. And I think that the Bills are highly underrated. Um, and they're going to be playing, the Bills are going to play the Ravens this week. And you have the Chiefs playing the Pats. So I think those are going to be two really good games. Let's let's talk about those games because those are going to be two really good games. So the Bills playing the Ravens. We saw on this past Sunday we had our what many felt was a Super Bowl preview between the 49ers and Ravens that did not disappoint. It was an epic football game, just fantastic. Um, to me, very clear. We were watching the two of the best teams in the NFL, if not the two best teams in the NFL. Uh, so we have the Bills, the Ravens. This is going to be a big test for the Bills and. The Ravens are an excellent football team, but we did see the 49ers defense really contain their offense, especially in the second half. So it is doable. So how do you see this one playing out? I think it's going to be a hard fought game. I, I see it, um, you know, old school football game, just how it was with the 49ers. I mean, a lot of defense, so, you know, it's not going to be super high scoring. I, I think that um, both, QBs are dynamic, and, you know, I, I I think it could really go either way. I'm going to probably pick the Ravens on that, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills found a way to win because they, they've been quietly doing that all season. And then we have the Patriots and the Chiefs, which where you have, you know, a, another kind of offense versus defense game, which is every game, but I think you know what I mean. Um, but uh, this one – I don't know. This is this is going to be an interesting game. I'm not sure who wins this one. I think I'm going to give it to the Patriots because I do think when you get kind of a an angry Tom Brady, he tends to go out and <laughs> and make sure they win that next week. But this would be this will be an interesting one to watch. I'm excited for this one, even though I won't be able to watch it. But I'm excited to hear how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping the Chiefs pull that one out. Um, and I think it's, I think that um, this last game really showed. I mean, they're playing the Texans, you know, and it showed that they had weak spots. And I think they, the Houston was able to identify that. And so knowing like Andy Reid of the Chiefs, I feel like he's gonna just exploit that. And coming off that game where they're at now, especially on defense. Um, you know, the thing about Kansas City is their defense isn't perfect, but Houston kind of gave them a map of how to do it. So I, I think that the, I think Kansas City could pull that out. All right. Well, we'll see how that, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. I, I think they can pull it out as well, but for some reason, I just see the Patriots Bouncing back. That one. I see the page. I do see the Patriots bouncing back and also that defense. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that game is in. New England, I believe. Let's uh, let's double check that real quick, guys, because I don't want to give you bad information. 
information. You can find such easy information on the interwebs. So uh, let me double check that that's true. But uh, of course, yeah, they're at the, they're at New England. Okay, so they're in New England. I think that's going to help the situation dramatically as well. But we'll see. I think this will this will be a real test for the Patriots. It'll be a test for Tom Brady. It'll be a test. Is are they truly struggling, or on any given Sunday, or is it just a couple you know tough games? And they've they've lost to two really good football teams. It's not like they've it's not like they lost to the Jets and the Dolphins, and now we're like, oh my God, what has happened to the Patriots? So. <laughs> Uh, I think, but they have another good football team coming to town, but we'll, so we'll see how this one goes. And then of course the marquee matchup and every week I do feel like I was thinking about this earlier. Every week, the marquee matchup feels like it's the 49ers. And this used to be a strictly 49ers podcast, but I think every week, the last few weeks, at least the marquee matchups have been the 49ers. Uh, these are, you know, really big games. The 49ers in new Orleans play the saints. And this sounds a little silly to say again with them at 10 and two, but this becomes a must win game for San Francisco, in my opinion. Oh yeah. hundred percent. This was, this is the end of the gauntlet, you know, facing mm -hmm. the Packers, the Ravens, and then the saints. I mean, that right there to me, if they could take home, you know, two out of three wins there, that's the gauntlet, you know, but if they leave with only one of those wins against the Packers, it's, that's going to hurt because these are playoff contending teams. So, you, you've got to win those games and, um, you know, so, but I, I do think the 49ers will beat the Saints, though. I, I'm pretty confident of that. I think uh, Drew Brees in the pocket has no chance against that front four and the defense on the 49ers. That wasn't clear I agree. at all. But. <laughs> I, I, I could not agree with you more. I, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was against the Packers but I'm very confident that the 49ers will win this game. You know, and of the three games, the most important ones to win, of course, the, Packer, the Packers and the Saints. Uh, so I do agree with you. And I think uh, I think the 49ers offense played well the other day. They played well enough. I think they will continue to play well on Sunday. But I agree with you. This defense, Drew Brees wants no part, part of this defense. He's going to have to have it, but he wants no part of this defense. I think, that is, <laughs> I think they are just going to kind of rule the show on that one. So I do think they'll leave New Orleans with a win, which will be important. You know what? We've said it earlier. We've said it for a while now. And for the NFC West, it is going to come down to December 29th in Seattle. That is my feeling that that it's going to be whoever yeah. wins that team wins the division. And it's going to come down to that. So we'll see how that all plays out. But it's going to be an interesting few weeks. But uh, December 29th cannot come soon enough. So that one's exciting. So that brings us to our favorite part of the podcast. Fangirl <laughs> says who's hot and who's not. Steph, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I was going to say last, but really first or second. Those are your options. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, I'm not crazy about Seattle Seahawks, but they're definitely hot. And Russ Wilson is, just, you know, he's definitely fighting for that MVP. Um, I, I think they did against the Vikings, and the Vikings didn't just roll over. No, they did um, not. They're definitely, they're definitely hot. They just rolled into the second seed of the NFC, so behind, right behind the Saints. They obviously want to keep it. I think they're really hot, and they're going to play against the Rams, so I think that's an easy win there. So I think they're going to be very hot there. Um, who's not hot? 
oh, you know, I wanted to say, well, thought <laughs> was that that play on, on the Dolphins was pretty amazing. So that was also pretty hot. You can have two hots if you like. Okay, you will give you two hots this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins, I mean, the poor Dolphins aren't going to get a who's hot for anything else. So let's give it. To no, them. yeah. So that was just so good. And it was fun to watch. I like that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm impressed with them being, they were zero and seven and they came back and they've, you know, won four in a row. I think that's pretty impressive um, to do when, when you get down so low. <laughs> but um, then oh, I had a couple of not hots. Um, I, I, I'm going to come back to that because I had, Somebody in mind, and my mind just went blank. Okay. So while you're doing that, I'm going to start with my not hot, uh, which is kind of piggybacking on your Dolphins. The Philadelphia Eagles are not hot. They are fighting for their division. Granted, they were five and six fighting for their division, so it probably shouldn't entirely surprise me. But they lost to the Dolphins, who, and that's just just kind of humiliating. I mean, at least the Cowboys lost to the Bills. So. <laughs> The Eagles, so I'm going to say the Eagles are not hot, and they have certainly underperformed, and I think poor Carson Wentz right now is very much not hot. So those are my not hot. In terms of who's hot, I'm going to go ahead and say, kind of hard because it's been, there was a lot of hot over the weekend, uh, but I am going to go ahead and say, the Houston Texans are hot. Yeah, they're good. They're hot. And they, they have, they also, they suffered a couple pretty major injuries this year. And they had a terrible loss against the Ravens a couple weeks ago. And they bounced on back. And so. healthy, yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm going to say that the Houston Texans are hot. And then I want to say one quick little tidbit on what you said about the Rams being an easy win. When the Rams and Seahawks play each other, sometimes weird things happen, and there'll be the Seahawks yeah. in L.A. I don't know if it's an easy win. I, I'm picking the Seahawks to win, but I would not be the least bit surprised if the Rams pull this one out. All right, so that would that. be awesome. <laughs> yes, that, that would be. So yeah. it's always – Rams-Seahawks is always a funny game for 49ers fans, and who do you root for? But I think on this one, you root for the Rams. All right, Steph, we need your not hot before we go. I can't believe I forgot it. It's the Jaguars. Their front office, oh. their coaching. I'm like so done with the Jaguars. It's hard to watch at this point, but I totally forgot. But the players are playing out there playing, but they're just a hot mess right now. So, so they're a hot mess. They're, or they're a not hot mess. I guess we could say that. The Jaguars are a not hot mess. Um, I think it's funny. Jaguars fangirl, you tried to black it out, pretend that they didn't exist, but you had to give it's them a hard to, It's hard to even watch the games at this point because you're, you're like, it's just silly. I mean, and they get blown out significantly. And, you know, you kind of think, well, Tampa Bay is winnable. And then it's just, but they're not, they can't. And the, the quarterback situation, they just went back to, you know, Foles was supposed to, you know, he, they paid this guy like, $44 million or something, and now we're back to Minshaw. Minshaw, it's just like, what are they doing here? But he just got announced as the starting quarterback, so at least that's fun. Yes, at least at least Gardner Minshew is fun. Uh, so we'll see. I never thought that that full signing was a great idea, but that is a different discussion for a different day. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to Fangirl Playbook. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. 
Steph. I will talk to you next week. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye, everybody. <laughs>